Welcome, everybody, to episode 188 of The China Show. Who's psyched? Who's pumped? <laughs> 88 is an auspicious number. Do you know what auspicious means? Yeah, I do. Why don't you explain it to everyone then? It just means trap lucky. You. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. I thought I could trap you. <laughs> no. uh, 188 mm -hmm. would be like, uh, I want Yao, 88. Yao Baba. Yeah, yeah. So mm. that's really good. That's like yeah. really, really lucky. So it's a lucky day and it's a lucky episode, um, but there's a lot to cover. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's get right into it. We're going to saunter right into it with what's new, everybody. And uh, the first thing we're going to talk about, of course, is the current goings on with this so-called uh, outbreak in China. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to play a little clip from the news. This is from Australian news, I believe. A surge in pneumonia among children has appeared in a second country. Mm. The Netherlands has confirmed it's tracking a sharp rise in illness after China acknowledged a big jump in cases. Tim Lester reports. Many disease specialists have been reassuring about China's new outbreak of pneumonia in children. Now, though, the outbreak is no longer confined to China. As parts of northern China struggled to cope with rising respiratory illness last week, disease experts elsewhere began to worry. A global infectious diseases watchdog cast it as an outbreak of pneumonia. It reported hospitals overwhelmed with sick children, classes on the verge of suspension and a suspicion authorities were covering up the epidemic. It Okay, so now we have to always um, separate fact from fiction here. Yes. Now, the fact of the matter is, yes, there has been a big outbreak in China. Yes, many hospitals have been overwhelmed with sick children with pneumonia, um, with some reports that it's an antibiotic-resistant pneumonia. Um, and this is a big worry. For a number of reasons, mm. okay? But I think the most worrying footage, before we get into the rest of this, probably the most worrying footage that we've seen is the following. I just want to show you. Um, of course, there's all these headlines about Chinese hospitals are hiding in an outbreak. But this is from um, this previous week up in Hebei. Um, we've got footage again of the Dabai, as they call them, the big whites, spraying disinfectant all over classrooms and spraying disinfectant uh, all over the roads and the subway stations and that kind of nonsense. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is what happened uh, at the outbreak of COVID, okay? When COVID was ravaging China, they sent these guys out to spray presumably bleach. I'm sorry. What? As people are saying, it sounds like Winston's got it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am recovering from a cold. Yes. I'm totally okay, though. Um, I'm just in that last phase where, you know, your voice has to catch up to you, you the way you feel. Pneumonia. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the fact of the matter is they spray this disinfectant over everything, okay, which is a stupid knee-jerk reaction, which doesn't yeah. actually help, you know, with the viruses and so on by just spraying around. This is, uh, well, this is bacteria. This is bacteria, so it might help to a certain degree. But at the same time... For the just, first time. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. The thing is, like, how much damage do they end up causing oh, with yeah. this crap yeah. to the environment and, like, the, whatever this bleach or whatever they're spraying into all the, the potted plants and all the roadside, you know, trees and things, they're killing off all the local wildlife and who knows what not, you know? Yeah. It's a very bad thing they're doing with this stuff. Yeah. But, okay, whether it works or not is not really what's up in the air here. The fact that they found it necessary to do COVID levels of disinfection again is a worry. 
okay? Because if they're bringing this stuff out to spray the classrooms and spray the sidewalks... The old, the old spray parade. It means that they're very worried and trying to, you know... Prevent something. Mm, combat this. Combat, yeah, yeah. So that's the right word. So um, that's why uh, we should start to take this a little more seriously, okay? If the Chinese government is taking it seriously enough to go and drench everything in chemicals again, then we should probably take it a little more seriously too. Yeah. From that point of view. Yes. All right. I'm so. going gonna, gonna to wet blanket it, but mm -hmm. not, not the China part. Sure. Um, from what I've been reading, and I poured over different uh, epidemiologists, and I, I, I referred to interviews with American doctors, mm -hmm. and people are concerned about this outbreak happening in places like Ohio, in Boston and Massachusetts and Washington, yep. D.C. Washington, D.C. So far, it looks like everything can be accounted for, as in this is not a unknown Like an unknown virus, thing, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. The thing that was scary about COVID is nobody knew what it was. Sure. If you put it under a microscope, you didn't know what it was. You're like, this is some chimera, bizarre sure. nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't, right? Yeah. This is a bacterial pneumonia. It's also RSV that's been going around. It's also a combination of it's flu season, right? Yes. We're seeing higher amount of cases. And so far, nobody's been able to link that to some sort of weird new chimera thing that came out of China, right? So that's yeah. something that I don't think your headspace should go, this is COVID. Of it's course not. not. Sure. But your headspace should go to, well, the Chinese government has had a really big issue with being transparent in the past about quite literally everything in yes. the world yes <laughs> so yeah. that's where you can put on your skeptics hat and say mm -hmm. hey maybe we should look at what's happening in china isolated from what's happening in the u.s right now yeah yeah they're probably not linked but who knows maybe there's some rando thing that might might end up over here because i'll tell you yeah. why mm -hmm. although we can trust the doctors in america and epidemiologists that say hey this is this is not unaccounted for there are other countries that have put on travel restrictions on China uh, right now, right? Mm -hmm. And that's uh, Taiwan's included. These are not like uh, random knee-jerk countries. These are places that have good medical care systems. Taiwan's got some of the best medical care yeah, ever. Yeah, in the world. And so they made it an honest and wise decision to say, hey, maybe don't go to China right now if you are concerned because there's something going on there. And I can understand that if we were talking about England or something, right, there was a big pneumonia outbreak in England, yeah. then America and England could have transparency between each other yeah. and talk about, okay, this is not this, this is not this, this is this. But we're not, I think it's a once bitten, twice shy kind of scenario sure. where you're not going to say, I'm just going to take your word from no. the Chinese authorities anymore I mean, after what they told yeah. WHO the first time. Yeah, exactly. The World Health Organization actually asked, we talked about this last mm -hmm. week, asked China for more transparency surrounding this outbreak which I don't think they got. Mm. And the thing is, even if China says, okay, we'll be transparent, this is what's happening, that's not transparency. That's just the Chinese medical experts telling yeah, the WHO. Third, you need unaffiliated yeah. third parties. You need third party investigators right. to be able to go there unhindered yeah. to actually check up. So right now, we can never, ever say for certain that it's okay, okay, yeah. coming out of China. It could be devastating. Personally, I don't think yeah. it's another COVID. Sure. Sure. Personally. Personally, yes. yes. But it could be something bad too, because sure. we can never prove that it isn't. And there's mm -hmm. one other thing that I do, do want to quickly talk about here, guys. And that is the idea of an antibiotic-resistant 
That's a separate conversation that's worth talking about. Yes. Now, this is something that we've been predicting for a long time because having lived in China, the amount of abuse of antibiotics is off the scale. It's... (laughs) I was going to make a very oft-taste joke. Okay. Yeah. But you know how, like, the U.S. has that whole drug epidemic? Yes. China's like that, except they don't get high. Yeah, they just take antibiotics. They just get disinfected from the inside. Yeah. Okay, so... When you go to the the doctor in China, um, and remember, I trained doctors for many years. That was my main job. Mm-hmm. I worked for a medical training company, so I would go and teach the doctors English and and hospital etiquette and rules because they used to go study abroad. So I worked with a lot of doctors and I worked in a lot of clinics and a lot yeah. of hospitals. Okay, yeah. and around um, not only Shenzhen but other parts of the country. Now. One thing that happens in China, which is ridiculous, is that if somebody comes in with a very minor complaint, even just cold or flu-like symptoms, they get given a course of antibiotics. It happened. You broke your knee and they gave you a course of antibiotics. Yeah, without any wound. Yeah. Yeah. You just, oh, my knee's broken. Here's antibiotics. Yeah, well, and that was the only thing I was given, by the way. Yeah. When- <laughs> I had to go buy my own crutches and knee brace, by yeah. the way. I had to go next door and purchase them myself. Yeah, that's how it works. When I was uh, that's do- capitalism. Yeah, when I was doing a test run, there was a big <laughs> event in Shenzhen, uh, like a big a sports event called the Universiade. It's like the Olympics for universities. Yeah, <clears throat> they set up a very high tech, modern clinic. I've told this story before, but this is very very important for yeah. context. Now I was training them. Okay, all the doctors in the city on how to deal with foreigners when they come there. Yeah. Okay, it's part of my job. So part of my job was to run a role play. I went to this new high-tech clinic they set up in the athlete's village Mm -hmm. and it was very decked out. Most modern x-ray machine. They sat me on that thing and they like moved me. It's like a robot. It moves you around. It's crazy. But the whole thing is I would have to think up in my mind an ailment that I have and see if they can deal with me. I'm not allowed to speak Chinese to them, only English and see if they could deal with me. So I came up with this idea that I'd sprained my ankle. Okay. Very simple. So I kind of hobble in there. They put me in a wheelchair. There's actually a newspaper article of me doing this test somewhere. They put me in the wheelchair. They, you know, take me to the front desk. They're, they didn't have any proper skills to deal with me in English, by the way. But that's besides the point. I tell them, you know, this hurts. My leg hurts. My foot hurts. All that kind of thing. They took me to the x-ray department, put me on that fancy x-ray machine, took me to a consulting doctor. He um, tried in some very broken English to like figure out what was going on. And then he prescribed me an antibiotic. Not only did he prescribe me an antibiotic, he prescribed me one that I'm allergic to. Now that is autonomous. (laughs) I just wanted to say that's the state of that whole setup. Luckily for them during the event, the only thing that happened is one athlete got heat stroke. That was the only bad thing. Did they give him antibiotics? Probably. God forbid something bad actually (laughs) happened. I just want some cold water. They give him hot water and antibiotics. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is they they prescribed me antibiotics for a sprained ankle. Okay? Antibiotics is used as a cure-all. It's seen as a magic. Like a panacea. Yeah. It's seen as a magic like snake oil. Like you just, oh, you've got a problem, take antibiotics. Yeah. And everyone in China takes way too much antibiotics. Yeah. And so the the danger with this is, of course, is um, some kind of a, a virus or a bug that manages to overcome antibiotics. Yeah. You know? We've been calling this for, yeah. for 10 years. Because if you keep treating random little things mm. with antibiotics, it's too much of it and the bugs adapt, you know? And that's how it works. And- 
we could be facing at some point in the near future because of the huge population of China and the huge amount of like antibiotic abuse that happens there. We could face a situation where something bad and nasty like pneumonia comes along that is immune to antibiotics. Yeah, I think uh, the best logic to understand this, because you might say that's that's ridiculous. All they have to do is stop, right? But you have to understand that when people think, and I think this this boils down to the way leadership and politics even treat China wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you look at China, you often hear that it's some foresight. It's got infinite foresight. It's always thinking about the future. It's mm. 10 steps ahead sure. of the U.S. Stupid countries like the U.S. only care about the election cycle, so everything resets. There's no actual progress, whereas China, they are... Oh, oh they, yeah, they always got they a plan. May be, mm. They may be authoritarian. They, You may even disagree with everything they do, yeah. but dang, they got it sorted out, and they've already figured everything out, right? Yeah. And that is, until you go to China, you just, you might believe that until you go there and you say, this has got to be the most knee-jerk place yeah, I've ever been in my entire life. chaotic. It's chaos. Mm. There's nothing figured out, right? No. The only thing figured out is grand government projects like things like high-speed rails and bridges, which often fail. Yeah. Now, you put that in the context of antibiotic-resistant drugs, mm. and it all makes sense because you're not going to get people to stop taking antibiotics as a panacea for everything because that's the quickest solution. It is the quickest solution. And that's how China deals with everything. I think that's the yeah. greatest analogy you could say is China is just – the way China operates politically is basically taking antibiotics every yeah. day. And it's ridiculous to the point where patients will demand, even if there's nothing wrong with them, they're like, well, just give me a give course me of anyway. antibiotics they'll, anyway. They'll, I'll one up you, mm-hmm. and you'll agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. They won't even they won't even ask for it. They'll go buy it themselves. Yes. They'll find. They'll make connections so that they no, always have antibiotics you, at home. You can buy antibiotics over the counter yes. in China. Yes. So you know you just yeah. go buy it. Yeah. It's no big deal. A uh, doctor said it's okay. Yeah, but you could just go to the clinic yeah. downstairs and buy yeah. it. You know the thing is, um, I would like to put this out as a general warning that there's a huge chance that at some point one of these years we're going to see an antibiotic resistant. Uh, an outbreak come out of China, a superbug. That's not outlandish at all to predict that because many scientists around the world would agree with you, including Chinese scientists have warned against that. Yeah. But science often just gets bookshelved in China. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, when I see this kind of thing happening, and I've heard heard associated to this outbreak uh, antibiotic-resistant pneumonia, I've heard that mentioned. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's what it is. No, no. But that's why I would like to pay extra close attention to this. And I would like to, just as um, kind of a public service announcement for everyone out there, we've had a discussion about this whole outbreak in China. We both agree that it's most probably not serious. Yeah. Okay. But to say something is probably something leaves room for error and leaves room for doubt. Okay. And because of that... I would suggest that everybody, as usual, just like before COVID, when we were telling everyone, make sure that you have a couple of tins of baked beans stashed in the cupboard. Yeah, we never told anyone to freak out, but we said, make sure you have stuff just in case there's a lockdown at some point. I'm I'm just saying, just make sure that, as always, you at least have a slight amount of preparation, because... We never know what's going to happen You never next. know, right? This could it's be, a good thing to yes, do anyway. This could just be a seasonal thing. Yeah. This could be, uh, what was that called? Immune debt? Yes, immune debt. It's actually a really interesting phrase. It's yeah. the idea that if you've been locked down for a long time like China was. Yeah, your immune system hasn't been able to keep up. you got to pay back, yeah. right? you got to pay the piper, pay the piper friend, yeah. right? Because you're yeah. not out there mingling, interacting. You're not even shopping mm-hmm. in grocery stores, right? You've been locked down. You've mm-hmm. been stuck in these dumb lines where you're getting tested all the time, right? This lockdown was nuts, right? Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> now you got to pay up, right? Yeah. The diseases and the, the viruses and the bacteria, they're all like, well, I just found a new playground that is completely untouched. There's yeah, exactly. no one playing here. Yeah. And they can populate that playground. Exactly. So um, while I wouldn't suggest panicking and worrying about this no, at the same I time, I also think that it's good to at least be prepared. Yes. In a, in a small way. I, I think that's a good Get some practice. rice Yeah, I think that's a good practice, period. Yeah. Period. Just get some kind of stuff that can last a year yeah. or so, chuck it in your cupboard. It's always good to have that anyway. Yeah. Right? A couple of bottles of water or something like that. Yeah. You never know. Just in case. Just in case. But we, yeah. You never know. You never <clears throat> so know. I think that's the be all and the end all of this particular thing. We just have to keep an eye on it. And we will, of course, on the show here, if we notice anything or get any news. I have been speaking to my friends in China who are doctors. Mm -hmm. And they have confirmed that there's been a huge increase. Yes, yes I will acknowledge that. Yeah, in uh, specifically children mm -hmm. getting pneumonia. Um, they've, uh, they've confirmed this, but at the same time, they also are telling me that this is uh, not like, like super out of the ordinary. Yeah, I think, I think the most important thing to end with here is, mm -hmm. yes, be prepared. Yes, yeah. we can never really trust what's going on. Yes. But the difference in reaction of the people we've spoken to this time versus last time is wildly different. Mm -hmm. You know how China last time was like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's just the, a flu. The people we talked to didn't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> the people we talked to, the doctors and everything, they were like, no, this is not fine. No. Right? Yeah. This time, they're like, it's probably fine. Yeah. That's a little different. A lot anyway, different. we'll uh, keep you up to date on that. Yeah. And if, if we figure something out, by the way, that's very important, we'll have a breaking episode sure. anyway. Sure. Now, this I wanted to show you all here. Um, <clears throat> this is a tin of Quaker oats, I believe. And you can see there, it says like the origin of manufacture. I'm quaking in my oats. Yeah, it says... Zhongguo Taiwan. Ah! Yeah, so it says... Maybe you can tell everyone what Zhongguo Taiwan means. That means uh, Taiwan, province of China. Yeah, this is uh, chi China's fantasy. You know, the CCP's fantasy. They restuck that you know, like you, Yeah, you know, <laughs> when, you know when you have a fantasy football league or whatever yes, you call yes, your team yes. something? Yeah. This is China's idea of a fantasy country. Yes. Or a fantasy part of their country. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting part. Let's take a look closely. Okay. Watch this. wonder what's actually behind the sticker. Uh, oh, it's just Taiwan. Just Taiwan. Because Taiwan is a country. <laughs> Simple as that. That's, a, that's an attractive statement. But here's the thing. Whoever the shop or who, the distributor of this is, is forbidden by law to sell this in mainland China <laughs> unless it says yeah, the, the fantasy version. You it know what I mean? It would be like if it said Canada, province of the US. I'm serious. Yeah. That's what it, if, like if the US put those stickers on. Canada, province of the US. Yeah. I mean, it's like going to someone's house, um, like an eccentric wanker who who only calls, you know, instead of Coca-Cola, he calls it Sodi Pop or something, and you have to call it that in his house. It's like, hey, can I have a Coke? It's like, we don't say we that say word yet. We say Sodi Pop. And if you say that again, you're not allowed to come into these doors. Oh, in the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, just had to put that there. <laughs> now, um, what do we got going on next? Yes, this is kind of interesting. <clears throat> so this is a factory toilet. Okay. I want to just point out to everyone once again that turd paper basket. Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't miss those. Do you? No. Everywhere you go in China, mm -hmm. when you go to the bathroom, there will be a little, usually like it's like a pink bucket. or something. Yeah, a little yeah. plastic waste bag. Plastic box. waste bag with the cheapest garbage bag you've ever seen in your life in there, if it even has a garbage bag, full of poopy tissues. Yeah, because you cannot flush your tissues down the 
uh, toilet in China because it can't handle it. Winston, I, mm-hmm. my brain's kind of misfiring right now. Yeah. I'm having some connections that are just not making it. Yeah. China's got the fastest high-speed rail in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah, yeah. China's got the most impressive city centers. They're building at an astronomic pace. But you can't flush your toilet down the toilet. Your down toilet, the toilet paper down, toilet yeah, paper no, you down can't. the toilet? The, the plumbing can't handle it. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you can't drink the water either. No, no, you oh. can't drink the water. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Anyway, it's kind of gross because, yes, indeed, those are soiled toilet papers. There is actual smears of turd on those papers. Yeah, it's, it's truly vile. It is disgusting. Um, but that's not what the point of this video anyway, is. Anyway, yes, yes. And I get that that's like that in a lot of countries, by the way. But sure. it was, it's a rude r- reminder for me. Yes, exactly. Um, so anyway, this is getting out of his toilet. He turns around and he just wants to show you something. There's a freaking... Oh my goodness. There are cameras pointed at every stall. You know why that is? Why? It's pretty obvious. Why? Because they want to make sure that people <laughs> are not spending and wasting time on their phone in there when they should be at work. Because, yeah. and I can yeah. corroborate this, Mm-hmm. There was another clip of a company that was putting in, I think we covered this, they were putting in to- toilets with timers and, and Oh, even in the malls cameras. and stuff, they're yeah. doing that too. So that people aren't just chilling in there all day, playing on their phone. Yeah. Like playing Angry Birds or something. Well, I mean, think about it. If you're working That's at a factory do, right? in China, right? You've clocked in and you are on the sweatshop line or whatever. Mm. Your only respite really is going to the toilet. So you're going to stretch it out, right? Yeah, I think people don't understand the lack of i mean this guy obviously took the video because this is outlandish mm-hmm. but the the just the general lack of of privacy in general that you oh, kind yeah. of you just deal with in china uh, a lot of bathrooms don't even have dividers you, yeah remember you, we've yeah, shown that's that what to i was you? gonna say is that that's <laughs> yeah. one of the most shocking things i told you i said this a million times but i had to go to the bathroom and i had to you know go and there was a line of men right next to me like it's with this, a trough, yeah, this, just on a trough, far, right? This far, yeah, 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 in a trough, and they're squat, pooping. Mm-hmm. Yep. One guy's playing Game Boy, never yep. forget it, and I didn't even know what to do. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. You're And people, like, look at each other and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to watch someone else take a turd. You know when you I don't want to see his turd face? In a urinal? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, like, straining turd face. That's what I'm saying. You know in a urinal, <laughs> you, you have that code of ethics yeah. where you, like, don't look over. You definitely don't look over at the, no, no, the you old Wang do Lao Ji, you know no, what I mean? No, no. You definitely don't do that. You stand there and you you make space for the next the person next to you, and you don't mm-hmm. you don't really interact. If you're friends, you can interact. You can sure. chat or whatever. Sure. But in China, I mean, that trough was there. People were making eye contact while while mid poop. Yeah, watching and each other poop. Watching each other poop, reading the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of you got, you got to understand that's how it works in a lot of the especially sure. the rural areas. Not even just the rural yeah, areas. True. Downtown Beijing. That's true. Last time I was in Beijing, I filmed the, the hutongs, which are those very famous like alleyways, mm. and they're touristy and everything. They just recently put in new toilets, but the new toilets were just like that pit toilet, but next to each other with mm. no dividers, like about eight of them in one little yeah. cubicle. And yeah, that's I've it. You that. walk in, yeah. brand new, nice, nice tiles. Very fresh. Very, very new. But it's just, there's no dividers, nothing. So You're chilling with other people. Yeah, it's just one of those cultural, um, you know, what do you call them? Like, it's a culture shock thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so the toilet thing with the cameras, not nice. I don't approve. You know what I mean? Yes. Stop doing that, China. It's bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> now we can move on yes. to Soft Power Hour, everyone, which is our main part of the show. And we've got quite an interesting one for you today, okay? And this is um, something that has affected us personally. But I wanted to show you a little clip first, okay? Um, Now, for those of you who are interested, let's get this in here in the background. 
We have le- all the links to all this stuff I'm in the description. <clears throat> but let's just watch this together, okay? Okay. And then we'll comment. So let's go. To meet a group of activists who fled the Chinese government crackdown in Hong Kong. They've been approached by someone claiming to be a journalist, but they suspect he's spying on behalf of the Chinese state. That guy over there, by the way, his name is Fin Lau. Okay. And he is one of the um, well-known pro-democracy protesters, Mm. like protest leaders uh, from Hong Kong. Okay. He's fled Hong Kong to the UK. Okay. As many have, I think 166,000 Hong Kongers. Wow, that many. That's nice. Yeah, have fled to the UK. And the UK, didn't they do something where they like let them in or whatever? Yeah, but oh, yeah, but remember that Hong Kong used to be part of the whole um, uh, Commonwealth thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, that makes so sense. So if you've got a Hong Kong uh, passport, you could go to the UK. That makes sense. But yes, the UK did have a special provision that actually allowed them to move there. Because yes. I, I don't think you could just go live there normally. But now they, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they could it, apply. Like, yeah. So anyway, he's part of a bunch of, um, you know, basic dissidents, basically dissidents from... Hong Kong, yes. who the Chinese government hate, by the way, and have been tracking them down and trying their best to silence them and uh, screw them over from the beginning of these protests. See, you know who I, you recognize them. I recognize the lady that's interviewing. She is, um, she was a vice journalist. She did amazing work. Oh, okay. So I guess she's, what's, what's this publication? This is called Channel 4 Dispatches. Okay, Channel 4. So I guess she's working for Channel 4 now. She's done great work. She's like an investigative journalist. Okay, anyway, let's continue on with this. Super important. I don't feel safe in the UK. Whenever I'm walking on the street, then I would try to look around. Maybe every two minutes, I would try to see if someone has been following me. We know that the Chinese intelligence services are targeting the UK prolifically and aggressively. That's according to Parliament's Intelligence and Security Committee. One of their main goals is to silence anyone here in the UK who's critical of the Chinese Communist Party. We've had a phone call. Finn Lau believes that there could be someone who's attempting to spy on this group that he's a part of. This group of Hong Kong activists is called Global D-Twin, and they essentially work to try and persuade UK cities and other cities around the world to cut their ties with cities that they're twinned with in China. These are the emails that you guys got, right? Coming from a man who claims he's called Richard Vong. Okay, so this is important. Okay. They've, they That's were... not a Chinese name, by the way. No, um, it's not a Chinese name, um, but actually it was spelt in the email footers V... O-U-N-G, so maybe like Vietnamese, maybe? Maybe, Maybe something like that. Anyway, the fact of the matter is they were contacted by email by a guy, Richard Vong, who Mm. claims to work for the, I believe, the Toronto, she'll she'll explain in a minute, but the Toronto Guardian. Um, And the whole point is he contacted them as a journalist. Oh, okay. To say, you know, through the emails to say. So he's like, I want to interview this Hong Kong activist guy. Yeah, he oh, okay. he emailed the Hong Kong activist group or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, look, I'm a I'm a journalist. I work for this Canadian newspaper, online oh. newspaper. I would like to interview you I about understand. your like what you do, that kind of thing, right?" So now that we know that, let's see what happens. Richard claims he's working for the Toronto Guardian, an online newspaper in Canada. That seems to be a fake email address. We found that the email domain was created just a few hours before he sent us that request. And we've since contacted the editor of the Toronto Guardian and this person doesn't work there. He's never heard of this person. 
A forensic analysis of his emails by the D-Twin activists showed some of them were sent from Shanghai. We're expecting to speak to someone who looks like this. This is a picture from his... So he's pretending to be a journalist from Canada. This yes. guy, yeah, I get it. So this, this guy's like, hey, you know, obviously they... They went and created a domain, probably like TorontoGuardian.com mm. or something, you know, slightly different from whatever the official one is. Yeah, or they like there. did one of those things where they like, you can say it's from there, but you like mask it or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? either way. So it looks like an official email. Spoofing, that's what yeah. it's called, right? Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's an official mm. email. It looks like a legitimate publication, a legitimate journalist, right? What's with the basketball dribble in the background? <laughs> well, you got to understand, man, there's basketball yes. players over there. Anyway, let's continue. This is important, guys. Pay attention. Uh, he's provided, and this is the photo from his telegram. Should we try dialing in? Yeah, sure. <gasps> he's coming, he's coming. He's coming. Okay. Hello. To our surprise, he's not Chinese. Is it Richard? Hello. And just want to make sure I didn't pronounce your name wrong. Are you Richard Fong? Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's oh, a white guy. So, okay, the first important thing is they've now confirmed. Mm. Are you Richard Vong? He's like, yes. So that's this correct. is a fake journalist from the Toronto yes. Guardian. Right. And uh, here's the important part is that he confirmed that he is this Richard Vong character. Oh, okay. Right? He said yes. That's he said right. yes. He said, I just want to confirm. Are you Richard Vong? He's like, yes. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. So... He has confirmed that he's the guy been sending the emails, or at least he is the, the guy who's supposed to send the emails. Okay? okay. Let's see what happens next. Okay, thanks. Because you look different from, from the Telegram photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> he claims to be writing about the D-Twin group. And we're trying to really put together an article that our, our viewers would be interested in. He started peppering Finn Lau with questions. What specific changes do you hope to achieve by ending the sister city relationship? How do you focus your efforts? Have you been able to evaluate the impact of those initiatives? Your Vancouver is with uh, as a sister city with that. Am I saying this right, Guan Guangzhou? Am I am I saying that right? Have you visited China before? I have visited Shanghai. All right, so we can see where this is going, right? The guy's digging for a lot of information mm. about what they're doing and trying to gauge responses that they've gotten. Mm. Basically just trying to find out anything that they can, you know, pick at or, you know. Or use. at least like start the conversation to warm him up, mm. right? It's classic, like getting someone to trust you and be friendly, right? And then later it'd be like, well, where, you know, where are you planning on having your next activist rally, right? Sure. Something like that. That's, that's e probably. Either way, the guy's getting in with all the questions to find out a lot of vital information. Yeah. <clears throat> now that's the important part. Uh, very briefly and Hong Kong very briefly. Hey, excuse me. Hi. Hi, I'm just interrupting here. I'm Isabel. I'm a journalist from Channel 4 Dispatches and I have a few questions of my own to ask as well. Are you spying on Hong Kongers on behalf of the Chinese government? Yes, yeah, a good question. I had one more question that I want to ask after that, uh, but the answer is no. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to, to as to why you're, you're, you're questioning me about that. Well, because, you know, we spoke to the Toronto Guardian's editor. They've never heard of you. You've never worked for them before. I'm not sure if you reached the correct organization. There's only one Toronto Guardian. We checked your email <laughs> address. The IP goes back to China. Your email domain is fake. It was created 30 minutes before you first reached out to this D-twinning Hong Kong group. I don't know much about domains or any kinds of emails. I'm just trying to understand, you know, what your real name is. Yeah, uh, very good question. So, Richard, and uh, I can send all the, the documents and, and whatever you need to continue this conversation in the future, okay? How do you spell your surname? 
Uh, so, again, these are very personal questions. Oh, it's strange that you don't know how to spell your own surname. Who's your boss? Who's my boss? Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's pretty uh, specific. Uh, I don't think that's appropriate for this interview. Why are you focused on spying on this group? Again, these kinds of accusations or, or words may put me in a bit of a, a pickle. So uh, I'm just going to end the meeting there, and uh, I wish you guys the best, okay? Thank you for taking the time, Finn. And uh, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but I hope you guys have a are great you, future. Are you, in fact, can you... Sh he's hung up. Yikes. Okay, so I've... What I've, a weird accent, that guy. I can't even pin... It's so weird. It's a little bit weird, yeah. I think probably on purpose. <laughs> Maybe. But I like the fact that he, uh, first of all, can't spell his surname all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and he refuses to mention who his boss is. Interesting. If you were uh, a legitimate journalist and you've approached a group, I am so-on and so-on and I work for this organization, mm -hmm. and you get asked... You know, how do you spell your surname? You just said straight out. You wouldn't have a problem with that because you've already given that information. Yes. Right? Unless yeah, you, that's true. Unless you gave false information. True. <clears throat> you know what, Finn, this Finn guy? Yeah. That's his name, right? Yeah, Finn yeah. Lau. Finn Lau, you know what he should have done? What? He should have asked him his source <laughs> right off the get-go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what's your source? Well, it's... My source is that I made it the f*** up. <laughs> I agree. Anyway, um, yeah. <clears throat> then when asking, who's your boss? <clears throat> If I was if I was working for the Toronto Guardian, they asked, "Who's your boss?" I'd say whatever Ned in. You Everyone know. thinks he's Dutch, but we're not. Yeah. we're not here to point fingers. We're, yeah, he can answer to the. Well, lawyer. well, it, it, this has a twist. Okay, yeah. guys, here's the twist. We discovered Richard's real identity, an American who'd spent oh. five months teaching in Shanghai. Interesting. He didn't respond to a request for comment, and we decided not to reveal his real name but it added fuel to suspicions that he may be working for the Chinese state or someone who's connected to it. Okay, so guys, um, Interesting. so it turns out he taught English, presumably, mm -hmm. uh, for five months in Shanghai. Okay. <clears throat> and his name he's was... American, I guess. Yeah, he's American. And his name wasn't Richard Vaughn. Obviously. <laughs> okay. What? The, was well, that up for a debate? <clears throat> no, but I mean, I just, it's its proven. Sure, sure. It's proven, okay? Well, you know, when in, like, this is a proper media publication. The yes. reason that they won't include his name and, like, his real name and things like this is because this probably will go to a real investigation. So until someone is up for yeah. public investigation, you're not going to know him. I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, if uh, any, I'm just curious if anyone's ever, like, met the guy. No. Yeah. It's there. That's no, not, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. Because if they have, it might surface in the future. Obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah. We might find out. Either yeah. way, the fact of the matter is, he was caught lying. He yeah. was caught pretending to be a journalist for a, a publication yeah. which he didn't work for. Yeah. And this, by the way, is fairly common. Yeah. This is the first sure. time that we've seen this caught up. But I have a, a bit of a follow up to this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Um, this that they've got on the screen is quite easy. The Chinese embassy said the so-called monitoring and intimidation of so Chinese dias diaspora is sheer disinformation. Um, it's not disinformation. It's prolific. It's 100% true. And it happens to us too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can... And the whole dissident community. Yeah. We can guarantee you that it is very, very true. Okay, what else did they say? Um... um. Oh, oh, I missed the last little slide. Yeah, I guess it's not too important. Okay. This is important. Yes. Though. Okay, this is a, a personal friend, okay? Mm -hmm. Somebody that I know. His name is Hazza. Um, and 
I spoke to him about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, this whole situation. Because he has personal Because he, he has personal experience with this, okay? Mm-hmm. So a little bit of background about Hazza is he um, moved to China. And uh, he became very popular because of his music. Australian guy. Yeah, he's Australian. He used to sing um, these kind of very interesting um, songs. He has some very uh, popular songs, actually. Yeah, very, very Very popular. Very, very very catchy and popular songs. And, uh, you know, he became very popular in China. His Chinese is immaculate, okay? He studied and lived in China for, you know... He's in Guangzhou, right? Yeah. Yeah. The longest time. And he became a presenter. Yes. Okay. For Guangdong, uh, for Guang, uh, Guangzhou TV station. State, state yeah. television. So, local, so, local television. Yeah. State. state TV. Yeah. And in fact, he interviewed me about our documentary. That's and right. he, I just wanted to show you a little excerpt of that before we continue, just to show that uh, I mean, we know the guy. Yeah. Okay. There's me and there's him. Right. Got someone saying, oh, you got to try the cow dung hot pot. Which, what? Cow yeah. dung hot pot? Yeah. Which is basically they take the the semi-digested grass out of the intestines of the cow and they make a hot pot out of it and we ate that we just had to go try that because it just sounded so bizarre he's a great guy by the way he's a fantastic guy anyway he was approached by agents of the chinese government Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they tried to get him to do this spying for them like very very this exact the exact thing because take a look all right We've linked, by the way, not only have we linked the the show with this whole expose in yeah. down below, but we've linked the article, Hazza's article, which I've taken these screenshots from. <clears throat> but this person called Susan, this is one of the examples, contacted him and wanted to meet up with him, okay? And she proposed uh, basically that he spy for the Chinese government, okay? And this here's a quote from the, the article. says, <clears throat> Basically, what they proposed to me was that I would use my position as a journalist and a television host to reach out to Australian politicians and high-profile people here in Australia. Yikes. Mm -hmm. And I would ask about certain topics that they would give me to find information under the guise of it being an interview for television, radio, or publication. Wow. So you see, this is something, this, by the way, was... Uh, from May, I believe this year, this article came out. Yeah, this this uh, message that was from twenty twenty one. Yeah, of course. The the, that that was when they actually tried to meet up. Well, they did. He met met up with her sure. in a coffee shop. Um, but this is something that they do: mm. is they get people to pretend to be journalists. So we've yes. seen this happen before. It's happened to us. Yes. People that pretend to be journalists because most people are more open to speak to a journalist about yes. something. Because, hey, it's a respected newspaper or it's a respected or an official channel. So, you know, yes. Hazza being an actual presenter. That makes sense. He's got and, a lot of cre- yeah. credentials. So he could use his press credentials to get information that mm. would normally be privileged information. Correct. So, I mean, if you're a politician and you get re- like the press reaches out to you to say, hey, we'd like to interview you about something. You'd be like, OK, yes, I'll do that. But if a random person connected to the Chinese government says, I want to ask you questions, you'll be like, wait, what? Right? So it's like a way to get over a barrier. Yeah, yeah, true. It's a conduit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, he could ask all sorts of very specific pointed questions to gauge the reaction of how Australia might uh, might react to certain things. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Figure out if they've managed to catch on to some kind of nefarious thing that the government has been doing, Chinese government has been doing. So, yes, just to show you that this... This guy, this Richard Vong guy who was caught out red-handed, this is not an isolated case. No. This is something very common. Yes, very, very common. And I would like to take this opportunity to put out a little bit of a warning 
um, a friendly warning to anyone who deals with the Chinese government or Chinese mm. state media. Um, and that is to be careful. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you never know that innocent little thing that you think you're yeah. doing just for a little bit of a payday. Cause they do this often. They have yeah, approached by the way, us. It's not a warning is a threat. It's a warning. No, it's a warning. Don't, don't do like little a, odd jobs. Yeah. Like for, a yeah. public service yeah. announcement. Yeah. It's like a warning, like don't stick your finger mm. in a plug socket type warning. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That type of thing. I know a lot of people who've taken quick, odd, little dirty yeah. money jobs. Okay. To say like, Oh, this, this bracelet, this lucky charm yeah. has helped me out, you know, and you know, right. you, you know, it's nonsense, yeah. but you're just doing it. Yeah. The Chinese government gets you to say things, you know, all the time, do yes. little fluff pieces, talk about poverty alleviation or the high speed rails or post this on your Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Or be like, Hey, in this guy's case, um, you know, we need you to just pretend to be this guy and ask these questions. Yeah. Yeah. You might think it's like innocent. You might think that it's like, uh, ah, yeah. yeah, maybe it's a little dodgy, but hey, they're paying me like a grand or whatever. Or I'll just do bucks. it or a couple hundred bucks. You have to realize that. They say 200 bucks because someone else did it. Yeah, someone else bucks. did it for 200 bucks. <laughs> someone who looks very similar, <laughs> except if you just didn't have hair. Um, uh, anyway, the thing is, you might think you're doing a little job sure. and it's a little thing, but you sure. could actually be acting as a spy for the Chinese government. It's not and that. You could, it's actually, I mean, it is that, but it's, yeah. it goes higher than that. Yeah. It could be transnational repression. That's what I'm saying. You could be actually getting yourself into massive, massive legal tru- massive trouble. Massive problems. Okay, yeah. because what is the purpose of that guy's interview? Clearly to spy on dissidents. Yes, clearly right. to spy on uh, Hong Kong uh, dissidents, to intimidate them, mm. in order to lead to bad things happening yeah. to them, in order to give this intelligence to the Chinese intelligence officials so that they can mess with them and the thing is the best case scenario for this guy is that he didn't know right they're like a third-party company just like those advertising companies out of hong kong or shanghai that reach out to us reach out to all those people take a look at this this screenshot hello this is susan working for a consulting company and we're looking for someone to write essays for us marketing or consulting every time okay that that is the person (laughs) who reached out who eventually said basically hey you know what we can use you your your uh, person your personality as a uh, reporter to ask these questions to politicians and stuff and it's the, not a consulting company mm-hmm. it's the chinese government the thing is like he, the contact would have already been made like that guy the uh, mm-hmm. dutch guy, no, no he's american so yeah the american guy um yeah. he he lived in shanghai for a little while mm. right like teaching english or whatever and that's how the chinese government can make contact with people because they're there right it's probably part of a wechat group probably he yeah. went on a, got a little piece. gig this yeah. is by the way best case scenario best case scenario worst yeah. case scenario is he knew what he was doing sure best case scenario let's say uh they're like we need you to pretend to be this we uh, we know this guy he's a uh, a bad dude or something yeah. and we want to know if you'll pretend to be a journalist we'll give you 200 bucks 500 bucks sure. thousand bucks whatever mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he's like you know what all right i'll do it it's money right yeah that's the best case scenario best case scenario. worst case scenario is he's like i know what you guys are doing i'm willing to participate yeah in or this he even suggests crime. or yeah yeah or he's like hey i think i've got a yeah. good way to get some information you know hey, I this can, is prolific i can pretend to be this Asian journalist. There's a lot of foreigners that do get involved in this and yes. know what they're doing. Yes, um, and do and, it willingly. Yeah, and the thing is, like, mm. nothing has been done about it publicly in the past, you know, especially, yeah. I, I just don't think any anyone's had the book thrown at them, and I think we're going to start to see that happen. Yeah. And maybe, you know, the, the whole, uh, what's it called, the whole way that they do things, we'll have to, they'll have to regroup. Yeah. You know, or, or at least think about how, how to do it differently next time. Because this is a, I mean, 
I mean, I don't know who this guy is, right? No. And, and I'll leave it up to whatever yeah. happens. But... Yeah, but we're not asking anyone to figure out no, who he is, no, no, by no, the no. way. Um, that's uh, up to that's, the that's, relevant authorities yeah, around whatever. the world. The, so if you are covered perhaps, in the news, yeah, if you are perhaps like <laughs> a relevant authority, a relevant authority, I'm sure you've seen the news article. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, my point is, yeah, is that it's I really I, I would think twice, like you said, I'd really think twice about even if it seems kind of innocent, innocent just yeah. don't get caught up in this kind of stuff. Even if it's like layers deep and you're like way on the outside, I wouldn't get caught up in doing that kind of stuff because it will probably come back to you. Yes. Um, It looks like a lot of countries, especially in the West, are taking this very seriously. We've been Mm -hmm. reading those um, reports sometimes in in Worldview, and they... It looks like they're taking it seriously now. Yeah. This isn't like 10 years ago. No, exactly. And I mean, so, like, it, it's easy to get duped. Yeah. Lots of people have. Remember those kids in Canada got yeah. duped into yeah. thinking they were being part of a the music video? or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but they actually were handed, like, free Meng Wanzhou posters and stuff, yeah. and they were used as Chinese propaganda. Yeah. So you anything that seems a little sus that's connected to a Chinese firm, a Chinese consulting company, something out of Shanghai, something out of Hong Kong, sure. steer clear um, just for your own safety. Yes. You just don't want to get embroiled yes. in this because this guy, we'll see what happens to him. If anything does happen to him and we hear about it, we'll let you know. Yeah. So um, moving on from this. It was an interesting story. It's and interesting. Channel, I didn't even know what go. Channel 4 was. Yeah. I'll have to look into what they do. It was a good find. You showed me that. Mm. I didn't even watch the whole thing. So that was a fresh, a fresh reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. YouTube react. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just glad that there are um, investigative journalists who are yeah. willing to look work. into this. Yeah. Great work. Yeah. Because... Yeah. It's no joke, but we've had to deal with this exact thing. Mm -hmm. We've got teams of people that have been trying to mess with us, you know what I mean? And they do this kind of thing, and we know it's real, and that's why we can present it to you as fact, and not like an airy-fairy, this may, this might happen. No, the Chinese government is using foreigners to try and spy or get information or meddle or do whatever across the world. So just so you know. Okay, so anyway, um, on a lighter note... Yeah, you know I have a a Monday show, you know. Um, you do? I said you and I. Oh, I thought you said I have a Monday. show. No, I said you and I okay. have a Monday show. <laughs> okay. So either you're not paying attention or your ears got I some am. wax no, no. in it. I am. I do have a little wax. Okay. All right. Good. So anyway, I actually don't. A wax that out. I think I'm. I think I'm wax free. Okay, that's good yeah. to hear. So uh, we have a Monday show. It's a VIP show, and um, we'd like to show you what you missed if you weren't there. So let's take a look. There you go. It's like a herding cattle or something. There is a trend right now in China called the Dozer Challenge. No. <laughs> the slide whistles. The sh- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> yeah, it gives me the shudders. Yeah, let's try it out. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my goodness. So we did the Beijing Dojer Challenge. We did. And it was interesting. We won't tell you how it was. Um, Yeah, we won't tell you. You'd have to see it for yourself. Yes. But uh, basically, for those of you who don't know, we run this VIP show on Monday. And if you want to watch it and you have the means, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash ADV podcasts and join the Shaban Ho tier. We got some uh, narcs in here that said that pretty much everyone over overwhelmingly said that you said on my show not are you and i no it's yeah. you and i <laughs> no. you and i have a show yes now you said 
Winston apologized. A lot. No, they're they're trying to psyop. I know what I said. Okay, you can play it back later. I don't care. Earwax sure. boy. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Anyway, please go join us for Shaban Ho. Um, yes. If you can. It's so much fun. We hope to see you there this Monday. Again, if you have the means. And of course, that's the best way to support the show. Oh, yeah. And it's fun too. Super fun. Always fun. We always have interesting little clips and things that we just can't show. Winston, you are true. Someone's <laughs> been, someone backed it. Everyone else said you said I, my, 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 my. It, see, it's just some lame psyop. You're psyoping. I me. don't fall for this stuff. You might, but it's like that. You can go mess up. Like, I could go footsec, footsec, you know? I thought that was like a random number. No, footsec means go away. What? Then why did you? When, if you say 19 footsec, it means 19 back in like 19. Oh, okay. Go away. That's a weird. You know? That is a 19, weird thing. You know, 19, get the hell out of here. It's basically yes. what it means. Yes. So you could say, oh, it happened Psyop in 19. in chat. 19, get the hell out of here. You know? <laughs> this is CIA psyop in our chat. Yeah. About, yeah. Did you say my <laughs> or you and I? I said you and I. Yeah. Footsec. Okay. You're bloody bluxom. Let's move on. Okay. To our next segment of the show, which is Wumao Corner. And this time we actually have an excellent Wumao. Okay. <clears throat> Not a bad Wumao, good Wumao. Like a reverse, reverse, a reverse Wumao. Just a, basically a, a troll. Uh, it's, I wouldn't call him a troll. I'd I call would. him a very well thought out dude that a, knows yes, what he's doing. A troll for good. Yeah, a troll for good. A okay. good troll. He, I think of troll as bad, like Shrek. No, I know, but he. <laughs> oh, that's an ogre. He, yeah, exactly. No, he, <laughs> he trolls, um, you know, these pro, CCC, uh, pro CCP protesters. Yes. Here. Um, so, okay, for those of you who don't know Lola Farley by now, mm. he's a big friend of the show. He's a fantastic guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's a comedian. Okay. You funny mm. dude. Friend of the show. And he's also one of, the, one of the few foreigners who I can say is better at speaking Chinese than most Chinese people. Yeah, he's... He he's is, uh, so fluent. Yes. You know, he's one of those guys. And, you know, I say that and people might say, nah, no, I mean it. Um, you know when somebody dedicates so much time into studying a language, yeah, yeah, and they learn all the ins and outs. It's like if a um, a Chinese person learns English so well, they know all the grammar rules. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They yeah, come yeah, to yeah. me and they're like, "Oh, did I know you know that's what?" That's ridiculous when you say it's yeah. better than like Chinese, but it's like if somebody is a professor of something. Yeah. Even if you're, I don't know. Let's just say like your mom was a a, a pottery expert, right? Mm-hmm. A pottery, a pottery professor knows more than you do just because your mom was a pottery expert. Yeah, I mean, the whole point is like somebody could come it. to me and tell me about advanced prepositions or whatever. Sure. Some, give me some grammar rule and, ex- and get me to explain it and I won't be able to. Yeah, there's a lot of foreigners that are, <coughs> when I say foreigners, I mean non-Americans that are better at English than you and I. Yeah, right? that, that's, that's what I'm that saying. Logic. Someone yeah. who studied Shakespeare sure. and all right. of this stuff can come here and, and spout a bunch of nonsense and I'll be like, okay, man, he's one of those yes. guys. <laughs> okay. He's a friend of Winston's show. <laughs> yeah, friend of ours, a friend of ours, a friend of the show. Yes. Okay. Um, anyway, so he used to be big in China. Yes. Okay. He used to go and do these huge things, part of the New York Gala and stuff, right? Because yeah, of his proficiency in Chinese. So he'd go and stand up on stage and do these big events in China. But this guy has morals. Okay. He does. Which a lot of people that get involved in the whole China sphere don't. Yeah. Okay, because they realize that all of their fame and all of their fortune hinges on the fact that they can never criticize China Correct. or the CCP. The Chinese government specifically, yeah. yeah. And so they have to toe the party line. Yeah. This guy's awesome. 
he has his own moral compass and he said no. And he made a decision that he was just going to follow his heart and do the right thing. And so now he's very vocal about um, speaking up against the CCP. Okay. Now, recently when Xi Jinping came to visit, there was a huge, like basically huge CCP supporters on the streets. A lot of them were bussed in and paid to do this. Mm. Okay. And you see they're all wearing similar stuff. They all have the flags that they were given, you know, on the bus. They all like had their food prepared for them and stuff <laughs> there. They came there to yes, basically, they yeah, they came there to wave the flag and show support to put up this image that there's this huge amount of support for the CCP in America. Yeah. There were, of course, counter-protesters who went there with Taiwanese flags and Tibetan flags and all that. There was, scuff- there was scuffles. That were not paid with food and bus rides. No, they just did it out of their own volition, right? Because <laughs> they believe in it. Yeah, because they actually <laughs> believe in it, right? Um, there were scuffles. The pro-CCP and the anti-CCP crowd are both guilty of um, instigating, you know, stupid scuffles. Yes. People getting beaten up with iron poles and stuff. But that's besides the point. The good thing is I'm going to show you Two small clips from his video, and I implore you... penetration. Yes. (laughs) His title. Yeah, I know. I implore you to go watch his video when you're finished with the show. Okay? And turn on the the closed captioning on YouTube, because it'll it'll give you subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the subtitles are there, but you have to turn them on. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to get us out of here and play these two little clips from it, so you can see what it's all about. (laughs) 那我问你你觉得习近平如今的经济商业外交教育方面他有哪一些可以改善的空间改善的空间吗对吧哦我没有我没有评价的理由没有多关注一点大学生的生活他们的日常因为呃 也许可能还有边缘在里面还有达到的地点因为中国最大贡献的是撒谎我没有没有没有不是撒谎大多数已经脱贫了中国最大贡献的是哪一位领袖毛泽东我是我中文是不是说错了我的意思不是死亡人数
One thing you can be certain of is it's full of a lot of this this funny stuff where yeah, he's really funny. like um, he tricks them and trolls them into saying mm. stupid things. And he brings up very valid points. Mm-hmm. They're here in America <clears throat> where they're allowed to criticize mm. anything. Mm. And they do. And they criticize American. everything about America, everything about Taiwan. But he asks, do you have a single thing that you can say that you think should be changed about Xi Jinping's you know, reform Whatever, of this yeah. and this education, none of them could say anything. And they're like, no, we're not allowed to because say that. they're not allowed. It's yeah. not because they don't want to. They're not allowed it's to. because they know they can't. And yeah. that's the difference. It'd be one thing if you were brainwashed <clears throat> to the level of a North Korean official. Yeah. Where you're like, you go out there and you say what you believe and you believe in the party or whatever. But when you go out there and put out a face mm-hmm. and say, I'm allowed to criticize all the things while I'm protesting freely in this free country, yeah. but I know I can't say one bad thing about my government, then there should be a little bit of self-realization. Just a little bit. you know. And of course, this is the perfect example. He actually asked the lead up to this question is, uh, who is the greatest leader of yeah. China? A lot of people refused to answer. Those that yeah. did answer, they either said Xi Jinping or Mao Zedong. Yeah, um, because those are the two big dogs, right? Yeah, except you can't for be except for I think there's one very um, uh, honest guy who said Deng Xiaoping, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm. In all the recent leaders, he's the one who's contributed the most to China. He opened yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like he uh, actually he also contributed horrific. Yeah, he hor- did. He's not a good guy. Horrific no, he's things. not a good guy. Yes, he's not a good guy. He's he's the Tiananmen Square massacre guy. Yes, but you know at the same <laughs> so, time, you know, he literally paved the way China is today. Yes, exactly. But if you want to talk about like contributing to the economy and all I agree. that, he's the greatest I absolutely agree. The thing is, um, here's a great example, is when he um, asked these ladies who is the greatest contributor, they said Mao Zedong, right? And he's like, I thought the higher the death toll, the, the, the lower the contribution to the country, <laughs> which, which of course they can't handle that, okay? So what is, what is the response? It's like, there are drugs here, right? So instead of being able to uh, what about talk about the problems China maybe faces or anything immediately, oh, but America has a drug problem. And you'll find this when you try to discuss anything re- related yeah, to China with nationalists, yeah. with nationalists online or mm. otherwise. Mm. When you want to talk about real problems in China... And they're real. They're not made no. up or fake. No. You're just like, hey, let's talk about this issue in China. Immediately, they'll be like, America has homeless people and yeah. drugs. Yeah. You know, or America has gun violence. Mm. They will just what about them straight away. And, and you go, yeah, and? Yeah, so what? Did anyone say they don't? <laughs> yeah. That's not what we're talking about, right? And this over here is a real-life example of mm. that what about happening in real time, you know? Yes. But please... If you want to see more, because there's a lot more to that video, that's just a small segment of it, please go and take a look at his channel. It's linked below. Watch that video after the show. And uh, maybe leave a comment saying uh, the China show sent me. Yeah, he's, he's a friend good. of the show. He'll like yeah, to see friend that. of your show, right? Friend of the show. Remember, I said you and I have a show on Monday. It's yeah. not talking about this show. I know. But he's this, a friend I'm of this just show. waiting for you to have, because people, you, you haven't been watching the chat, but no. everyone's saying you're having a coup right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take take the show and run. Yeah, well, oh, no, that, that, wouldn't, that ah, wouldn't be shoot. correct. That wouldn't be ah, correct. Gall, gall ding it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Let's move on to, <laughs> let's move on to worldview, guys, where we talk about everything in the world, specifically with regards to China. Now, I'd like you to take the reins for the next sure. uh, subject we have here, which is, the Jesus take the wheel. Sis, okay. Cesis. 
How would you say that? We were taught by our subscribers because we were calling it CSIS, mm-hmm. which is China's Intelligence Bureau, right? <laughs> Canada's Canada. Intelligence Bureau. Same place these days, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but what would uh, you call it's it? Po- it's called CSIS. CSIS. It's called CSIS. CSIS. Mm. Cease, Cease and, and desist. desist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. That's what they want to say mm-hmm. to yeah, these yeah. people getting tricked. So ceases. <laughs> okay. Yes. Little ceases pizza over here. Warns of the <laughs> Chinese re- recruitment campaign. Can we ever be serious about Canada? I feel bad for Canada. Canada's, they can take it. They can, yeah, they can take it. They're, yeah, they're great. They're, they're nice guys. Yeah. Uh, ceases. Warns of Chinese recruitment I like you campaign. I told me to take the reins and then you took <laughs> I'm reading the coup. I'm reading You're the headline. A coup. Gotta, it's true. I got to set know, it up. I was laughing about the psyop, yeah. but I'm starting to believe the audience. I got to read Maybe, the headline. Remember that Russian troll? He yeah, said yeah. That, that we're going to have separate shows in two to three weeks. I'm starting <laughs> to think this is real. Uh, newsflash, we do have separate shows. You know what I mean. our, yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, CSIS warns of Chinese recruitment campaign targeting Canadian government <laughs> employees. Over to you. <laughs> Sea <laughs> milk. Not yeah. yeah, exactly. Cease and desist. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, mm. uh, so basically, Canada Spy Agency, which is CSIS, right? Mm-hmm. They are warning. They cease. They, well, I know. I please I know. cease. Cease to exist. The aurora's <laughs> flying overhead. Oh, that's another bad news. What? Canada's planning to replace oh, yeah. the aurora with a new model. I heard about that. This is not acceptable. No, they. How are they going to read the radar? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's going to be LCD. CRT. They'll be like, "What's this? What's this? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, we'll follow that up. Yeah, exactly. We'll follow that up. Sorry. We will. The most important news. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Canada's spy agency is warning of a Chinese plan to recruit Canadian government officials and academics. Mm. In an alert sent to federal employees earlier this month, uh, there's a, a large-scale email campaign trying to lure workers into an overseas talent program. Where have we heard this before? Mm. Uh, and this is the quote from them, uh, from the from the alert. The People's Republic of China is likely using this recruitment campaign to acquire Canadian knowledge and expertise. These types of talent recruitment and technology transfer initiatives can result in misappropriation of government and uh, of government of Canada resources and loss of proprietary and sensitive information. And uh, the alert included a photo of the uh, recruitment email, which they actually had a copy of, uh, which uses the subject line 2024 invitation for overseas talents to apply for global excellent scientists fund in China. Is that not the most <laughs> CCP-like yes. intelligence agency jargon yes. you've ever heard? It's like you'll see that on, on one of those LED signs, you know, like, yes. yeah. But no, like specifically <laughs> yeah. with China's intelligence, they're mm. always using like excellent this and, you know, like global friendship yes, yes. organization. Mm-hmm. That. Exactly that. You see it in a lot of those... Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those protests yeah. uh, from those people, they'll set up like this o- overnight. They'll be in like Philly or whatever. Yeah. All right, I'll pick somewhere else. No. Yeah. Uh, in Boston, they'll set up um, a- an organization where it's like the friend patriots of global cooperation from Fuzhou. Yes, exactly uh, that. They're like, hey, make banners. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's still warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It smudges when you touch yeah. it. Yeah. You're exactly like, right. We hate Taiwan. Yeah, that's it. Anyway. Yeah, um, so yeah. warm yes, OCL. Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so the email asked for, so the email that people were getting, Yeah. So this is not a demo email. This is what people are actually getting, basically yeah. be, trying to be poached, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the email asked for significant personal information, mm-hmm. said CSIS, and promises salaries, and this is where it gets interesting, it is no small amount, ranging from $95,000 is the base. Wow. To $374,000. You can see why Ooh, that's tantalizing. Yeah. You see how much funds the Chinese government's appropriating for this kind of thing. It's nuts. Yeah. 
Wow. The security alert said that the Chinese Communist Party leverages such initiatives to support espionage and foreign interference activities. Yes. These policies and plans aim to exploit the collaborative, transparent, and open nature of Canada's research and innovation sector to serve PRC's economic, security, and military interests. So, um, yeah, well, you know, they keep catching those like um, university professors yeah. and stuff that on the side they're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, but they're running like a very important. But they'll um, do like a research, research thing, yeah. but then they have a thing in yeah. China. This yeah. is because of this kind of thing. Yeah, they, well, yeah. they've seen great success with it, and it's hard. I think it's hard to nail. Obviously, the U.S. is making examples, but in some other countries that have gone really soft on China mm. and have just not caught up to the U.S.'s type response, because like under the past two administrations, you know, under Trump and under Biden, we've had a very severe response to China and America. Yeah. But a lot of countries haven't. Yeah, right. They've maybe tried to fall in line a little bit with like the U.S., but. For the most part, I mean, China gets away with, why do you think those people, those Hong Kong people are getting harassed in the UK? Yeah. Look at the UK. Look at Australia. Look at Canada. It's, they're not up to the same serious alert level. No, they're not. They're not. So I think China's seen a, a huge return on investment. And so people are willing to take the risk. Yeah. Uh, whether it be the mark or the actual agents that are trying to do this. Correct. Because it's working out for them. Very well. So. Yeah. Why not, right? Yeah. Okay. So just be, if you happen to be, um, again, this is one of those PSA type things. Yes. If you're working for any governmental organization, you yourself, even if you're just the IT guy who goes and fixes the, the, the computers and the printers in the building that is connected to the government, be wary of being poached by these things. And don't yeah, take it lightly. Don't think that it's just a little side job you can do and get a little bit of money. You could get embroiled in some kind of international espionage yeah. nonsense, which is kind of the theme for this episode. Yeah. Because we're seeing this more and more. And I do think we're reaching a level where the rest of the world is starting to take this seriously enough I, I agree. that you yourself could end up with massive charges. Yeah. And I think there's prison. a common running theme that you put together for the show. Mm. And congr by the way, congratulate mm. Winston. You know what makes this coup all the more real? <clears throat> what? You put together the entire show. I and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But it all's fallen in line. Yep. It's all part of it. That's right. See, see how you guys like it. If you like it enough, let me know. We can just get rid of some dead weight over here. <laughs> okay, seriously, well, what though. What would you do without my analysis, though? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we'd have a lot less graphs. I'd stats, That's I'll tell you that. very true. Yeah. But you guys live and breathe the stats. <laughs> yeah. You need it. Yeah, it's a balance. This is just going to be your story. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, maybe we could both talk about it. I don't this. know much about it. Well, it is what it says. <laughs> okay. Chinese prisoner's ID card apparently found in lining of regatta. Is that how you say it? Regatta coat? I would assume, yeah. Okay, so I've now never we... Heard of that brand. What's that? I've never heard of that brand. Oh, no, you know what? I did write some notes here. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, good. So then you can, I did. You can I take did. the I'm sorry. Go for it. Uh, it says, an ID card that appeared to uh, belong to a Chinese prisoner was found in the lining of a coat from the British brand, Regatta. Okay, it's a British brand. Yeah. Raising concern that the clothing was manufactured using prison labor. Of course it is. Uh, why would there even be any doubt? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no you understand why? Why? Because they're talking about this specific brand. Oh, that brand. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously we know prison labor in China. Yeah, so yeah. Like, no one's being like, I wonder if that. Happens. Do you know why all the garlic comes from China? Is because it's they free. force the prisoners to, yeah, basically peel the garlic, and that huge amount of like labor-intensive peeling of garlic, mm. is something no one can compete with. Because here's yeah. the thing, right? Everywhere else in the world. You have to pay the people to do it, right? Yeah. You have to pay your workforce. So let's say XY brand of garlic is yeah. going to be like, okay, we love garlic. We grow it here. Then we have all of our laborers here, mm -hmm. okay, who mm -hmm. we pay that are local. Yeah. Okay. And we got to pay them to 
pick this stuff, sure. right? Or peel it and then pack, yes. then we can package it, right? Yeah. So that costs money. And then their product product ends up costing, say, ten dollars a can. Yeah. yeah. In China with that. In China, they're like, we can not only can we import the garlic from elsewhere or get it grown here or whatever. But we don't need to pay the labor. We just force the prisoners to do it for free. Bingo. Oh, Bingo. we're running out of prisoners. That's okay. Hey, you, you caused a crime. Come here. Come here. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, you went yeah. to that protest. Oh, oh did you? Oh, here, you? Get ready. I hope you like garlic. There was this fantastic undercover investigation by an actual person, not by any government, by a person who worked for a gar- for the garlic industry or oh, something. Oh, interesting. A Chinese guy went in there with hidden cameras nice. and filmed the prisoners wow. sl- like sitting on the floor peeling garlic yeah. and presented all this evidence and it still didn't result in anything. Wow. But they're using prison slave labor to monopolize the garlic market. Years ago, I actually mm-hmm. warned my audience. I said, don't buy made in China garlic because it's prison labor. I, do, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that specifically, but I heard enough about it to where it was a thing. Yeah. Uh, take a look on your garlic the next time yeah. you buy it and see somewhere if it says product of China. I bet you it does. For sure. They, they have monopolized the, the garlic industry. I know it sounds yeah. stupid, but the garlic industry by using prison labor. Yes. So anyway, that's why this we don't is, know anything about the brand. This yeah, is just this, alleged in the uh, article. Here's another problem with supply chains in China, though, right. is if you're a brand like Regatta, yes. whoever they are, God bless their soul, okay, this little brand of tiny little, they're probably huge, mm. and we just don't know them, but this brand, they will have ethics. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> because they have to. Not because they want to, but because they have to. If sure. you're an international brand, you have ethics. You can't use slave labor as one of yes. those. Okay? And they put that down as a stipulation. They send their delegation to China to source a factory that's going to make the clothing that's for right. them. Right? They source the factory. They send their managers there to go and check everything out. They check out the supply chain. They get taken around. Because I've had to do this for people. You yeah. had to do it too. Yeah. Right? I used to sometimes moonlight as kind mm-hmm. of a sourcing agent. Mm-hmm. I'd go check out electric bike mm-hmm. man, like factories. I did it for electronics, yeah. yeah. There was a company in Colombia that actually got me to do that. And I'd go and check out and make sure the products are okay, the supply chain's good and all that stuff, right? So you check it out, right? So the factory that's making them gets the, the cotton from this place, gets the material from that place, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then they make your garment. Once you've secured your supply chain and you think everything's Don't bring good, politics into this. <laughs> yeah, well, once you've secured it, you go back uh, to your home country, or maybe you stay in China and you go visit the factory every once in a while, whatever, to make sure everything's running. Yep. And your country, your company is like a okay. Yep. Right. We are all good. We're not using slave labor. Yeah. We check off the ethics little tick box. Correct. But that factory <clears throat> is going to want to make more money mm-hmm. out of your orders. Mm-hmm. So this happens all the time. Yeah. The factory, rather than sourcing from the um, supplier that, that you approved of, yes. they speak to their, their cousin or something who's got connections with the local government or something to get forced like slave labor quality products from somewhere else at half the, half the price or less. So they can pocket that extra money. They still sell it to you as that and yeah. say it costs that much, but they cook the books and they take the rest of the money for themselves. Yes. So what probably happened here is a situation where this has happened somewhere along the supply chain. Yeah, I wouldn't blame the brand. No, no, it's not the brand. No, definitely not. Somewhere along the supply chain, someone has cut corners and taken shortcuts and they're corrupt and they're pocketing some extra money and they've used some kind of slave labor or prison labor and that's how this ended up happening. So anyway, moving on. Just wanted to explain it to everyone how it works. People don't maybe know how it works there. No, I think, no, I'm not mm-hmm. moving you on. I'm moving mm-hmm. on the story, though. Sure. I think we, we get the idea. We mm-hmm. have too much to cover, and we're 
absolutely going long. Okay, quick one. Yeah. Um, this is very annoying for people who are gamers. You know the 4090, the NVIDIA 4090 RTX is like basically the best, coolest card you can have at the moment, pretty much. Yeah. When it comes to gaming. Sure. You want them sick graphics. Yeah. You want to see some 3Ds. Yeah, you want, you want to see cubes. some tra like tracing of rays. Yes. You want all that you stuff. You want anti-aliasing. Yeah. You want the RTX on. You want this card. Okay. But guess what? These freaking annoying scalpers are hoarding them to sell to China, which oh, okay. is driving the prices up and making it difficult for legitimate gamers to get their hands on them. Oh, so in Vietnam's like a, these, Vietnam's these people one are of them. being the conduit yes. to sell them at an up, up market rate because they can't get them in China. Yeah, because of uh, <laughs> chip bands and chip stuff. Bands, so, you know, the issue with that is, um, <clears throat> you know, because of all the chip bands, China wants these NVIDIA chips for yeah. their... AI or their whatever nonsense they're doing, they can't buy them directly from the states, so they're buying graphics cards from scalpers, mm. um, and then just taking the chips off or whatever. Lame. It's super lame. If you're a gamer, you're like Chinese government, just f off. Go to Huawei, ask them to make you a chip. They can't. No, they can't. Well, so what? Then just don't do it. <laughs> exactly anyway sorry to yeah. the gamers yeah exactly so gamers now you know who to blame when you're 40 90s and out of stock or very expensive yes mm. shall we move on yeah we shall how much material do we have today well taiwan's president Tsai Ing-wen, says that china is too overwhelmed to invade mm -hmm. so there is this is a very quick thing okay um a lot of speculation that china is going to invade taiwan very very soon right yeah always is always is um and it uh, keeps the war machine going. <laughs> it also keeps uh, people scared. Yeah, and it, it keeps, keeps the Chinese populace happy. Keeps the Chinese populace happy. At the same time, it also makes the world realize that it probably will happen at some point. So even sure. if it's not going to happen right around the corner, it probably will happen. Sure. China's definitely gearing up for it. Oh, yeah. However... Has been since the 40s. Yes, it's quoted that... Um, well, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but basically Taiwan's leadership is currently saying that China's so encumbered right now with their own domestic issues and economic woes that they're not going to have any sort of ability to invade Taiwan anytime soon, mm. right? Which is refreshing and very nice to hear when every other article is like, get ready, this is the big one. <laughs> sure, sure, you know sure. I mean? Nice little wet blanket over yeah. that fire. Let's hope that uh, yes. that's true. I like this version of things. I like this, this mm. timeline. Yeah, this timeline's my best. This is the what best do we say? anime crossover. What, what do we say? This is our no. best choice. <laughs> No. <laughs> that's, no. Our best, that's our best choice for timeline. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, here's some more hoarders and scalpers. Just so oh, I just, you just wanted to like, I just break wanted, up the story yeah, a little bit? just wanted to throw sense. it in just to show you. Hey, guys, remember when you ordered your 4090? There it is <laughs> on someone's living room floor in uh, in Vietnam getting ready to be sent over the border into, into China. Nice. Isn't that awesome? Oh, well. Well, it is what it is. Uh, what just, a, just a quick one. No surprise. Um China is emitting a, a greenhouse gas that it agreed to curb. So, oh, okay. you know, here's the thing. Uh, China ratified in an agreement. Um, what was it called again? Uh, there's a stupid agreement. What's it called? Um, Paris uh, Agreement? No, it's another agreement. It's some, there's always... It's the cooperate Friendship International. The, the agreement friend. where they said they were going to stop <laughs> releasing this damn annoying, um, very bad greenhouse gas. Okay. <clears throat> So, the one that's 14,700 times more potent than uh, CO2? Yes, that one. Oh, okay. So China releases all in Asia. Like all of the release of that chemical is China, like 97% yes. of it, right? 
China's been doing environmental crimes for the longest time, right? So they signed an agreement. I'll figure out what that agreement is in a minute to say that they're going to stop because it's very easy to. You can put very like um, when you're developing this chemical or whatever they're doing, you can yeah. mitigate it. It's like putting a catalytic converter on your car. Sure. It doesn't cost a lot of money and it can be done. And they, yeah. said, they said they will do it moving forward. Yeah. They said they're going to do it. Sure. But of course, the actual air quality sensors and stuff in South Korea are telling a different story. Ah. Uh. And that it's worse than before. Oh, I understand. And that they didn't do anything yeah. about it. They just Color made it worse. Color me shocked. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, ratified the Kigali Amendment to the Montreal Kigali. Protocol. Okay. That's an interesting agreement. Yes. So if you guys want to know about the Montreal Protocol. And I don't uh, know about you guys, but uh, <laughs> this coup over here. It's, you're making fun of me for stats. <laughs> like you're bringing up the Kigali agreement Dude, it's a binding, in the Montreal Doctrine. But this is this is a binding international agreement, okay? <laughs> that Protocols, seeks to sorry. curb emissions of climate warming HFCs, Hi, synthetic gases. Hydrofluorocarbons. I know that. Yeah, and they're they're gases primarily used for air conditioning and refrigerating. <laughs> the agreement entered into uh, force China. Uh, into force in China on September 15, 2021, requiring the country to reduce their HFC 23 uh, emissions. Descent. To Descent. the blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you know, et cetera, Descent et cetera. against the coup. Yeah. Except here's the problem, okay, is that they signed and said that they would, but the air quality things are saying they didn't. Well, I know why. Why? Because the South Koreans have a source, but China, what was China's source? Oh, yeah, China's source they said is... No, right? My source yeah. is that I made it the... <laughs> Okay, uh, there was something I wanted to read out of this. Um, uh, so the HFC emissions from uh, eastern China in 2019 equated to nearly 10,420 tons, according to the study, which was, which was equal to the annual greenhouse gas emissions of 31 wow. million cars or 37 coal-fired uh, power plants. Who cares? Those freaking ships that run that crude oil, you know, <laughs> yeah, those transportation, yeah, yeah. what is that, 50 million yeah, cars for 500 one? million or so, I don't what know. What Anyway, here's the thing. China's releasing, um, you know, in just in 2019, the same as a whole year's worth of 31 million cars, um, all 37 coal-fired plants. But don't forget, that's on top of their already hundreds of coal-fired plants or whatever they have right now. Yeah. So that's yeah. on top of that. Yeah, true. So just a quick reminder that when China talks about being this green energy, renewable thing, it's all bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. This, you can look it up. Please read the article. Um, this just proves once again that they say and promise something, but they lie about it. Like everything else, China has broken every promise it's ever made with regards to the environment, with regards to territorial areas like the South mm. China Sea. You know, they break every single promise mm. bar none really yeah you know yeah so um i think that's it for this except for this last thing which you could talk about i don't know much about it well again you, you can, made this you can show. you can read the headline Ukraine blows up two railway connections between russia and china there uh, we go kiev's saboteurs strike deep in enemy territory with russian media reporting that authorities are investigating it as a terror attack. Why would it be a terror isn't attack? They're at war. Isn't, isn't that war? Isn't that just normal war stuff? <laughs> they, That's not. They get invaded. What, <laughs> exactly. They invaded. Uh, anyway, um, this is significant because, of course, uh, Russia is relying on China greatly for 
um, supplies, you know, when it comes to the, the war effort and stuff. Mm. You know, as we've seen, there's a lot of back and forth between China and Russia, a lot of support going both ways. So this is a big significant thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Right, let's freaking get some questions because right. this has gone on. You've made a great show, by the way. Mm, thanks. Other than the coup. Yeah, exactly. That's that's na- that's mm. nasty. It's a nasty yeah. thing to do to me. If I was going to do a coup, it would be much better than this, dude. It would be a hostile takeover. <laughs> you know what like, I mean? Push me out of my chair and stuff. Yeah, it'd be very hostile. Tip me over. Yeah, exactly. I'd throw yeah. the whole table over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, um, it's time for us to go into Yum Chow, which is our questions and answer uh, segment where we answer your questions and you question our answers. Um, yes, let's of begin. course, we leave it up for the weekend and we leave it up live, but we take it out of the show on Monday. If you want to watch the whole show ever with the Q&A intact, you can always join the patron at any tier and you get that plus access to our Discord server. That is correct. So time to loosen the tie. And for those of you who are not sticking around, stay awesome and we'll see you next week. Let us begin mm-hmm. with, oh yeah, thank you very much for the membership. <clears throat> Satisfied Popeye, great name. Very good. Um, and it's got Popeye just looking very satisfied, <laughs> a traditional Popeye. Mm. Uh, Gabriel Keen says, have you heard that <laughs> she has personally hoarded all of China's pork supply for himself? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously you made it up. <laughs> it's true though. No wonder I can, all I hear when he speaks is, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean this? Or... I'll tell you why I take umbrage with this. Why? Gabriel. Because that means in that parliament trial, in that, in that case, you take the side or the position that he was, in fact, emitting animal noises. When he said himself yeah. that he was not emitting animal noises. He says the other people the made other emit. people did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so all you can hear is... Hong, hong, hong. <laughs> to hell with you. That means you are biased in this to case. To hell with you. <laughs> to hell with you. <laughs> anyway, joking. Yeah. Qual 1203, this Yum Cha segment of The China Show is brought to you by Clan Man's upcoming romance novel, <laughs> She in, the, in Our Stars. Uh, a sequel to uh, the acclaimed She in My Eye. Okay. I hate She in My Eye. I know, it's terrible. Don't She in My Eye. Yep. Uh, Mark Carl says, no more making fun of the 40-year-old Aurora. Canada will replace it in 2030 with the Poseidon. How about a yeah. Sunday Subway Wonder Man? Oh, it's been a while. Let me fi- try to find it. There it is. Hey, do I look like a Subway Wonder Man? Man, man. Day Fiance himself. I still don't understand how they came up with the idea of a Subway Wonder Man. <laughs> I don't. Like Superman, maybe, yes. or because I think superhero. they didn't want to like have a, a like be a so on the nose. Well, really, but I think they just didn't understand what they were talking about. Really. I think they just made, they just like, made it the F up. They were like, yeah, this Superman, one, they were like Chowji or Chowrin. They, you know and what they, they like, needed? They what? needed some sort of source of imagination, but they couldn't find <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You mean this? Where I can find the source of imagination? <laughs> Where? Yeah, so then they, they turned around, they it. just, and they went My like. My sources that I made it the f*** up. And that's literally, you know, when things are like, mm-hmm. remember we talked about Big Burger being a conspiracy? Yeah. You figured out this entire conspiracy. Uh-huh. They did just make it there. They did. Up. You know, I wish Senator Armstrong would run for president. He is a character, isn't he? <laughs> Look him up. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Satisfied Popeye says, check out HD Mining, Murray River Project. I live in a mining town in northwest Canada, completely China-owned, zero local workers, fake hiring fair for locals. Yes, and we've heard this happen many times. Akronis mm-hmm. uh, says, China's overuse of antibiotics means that it will constantly be a producer of the next big outbreak. Can I get a what's how, please? You certainly can. Oh, what's <laughs> And you are correct. Quala1203 says, you're bringing updated news 
news about a pneumonia outbreak in China just in time when I'm currently sick for almost a week. Hopefully it's not COVID. I'm currently contracting. I wish you the best, and I'm sure it's not related to China. Yeah, I mean, I've just uh, recovered from being sick, and it's just Mm. that season. So at the same time, you know, we can't just jump to conclusions. We don't want to ever be scaremongers, but at the same time, be careful. Uh, Akronis, thank you very much. Uh, another Canadian says, the Royal Canadian Air Farce. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was our swear word Ooh, that's in, our, in Winston's book. Mm-hmm. Is finally replacing, oh, maybe you'll agree, is finally replacing the Aurora with a Poseidon P8. Thanks for fighting the good fight, Winston. Maybe yeah. you mm-hmm. had something to do with that. They couldn't take all that <laughs> littling. That the thing is, I like the Aurora. It's yeah. the, the French chef's kiss. It literally know? looks like a passenger plane <laughs> with a big pancake on it. Yeah. And it has 1950s CRTs. That's correct. It's supposed to. Another Canadian. uh, (laughs) Philip C. says, I appreciate the stats, graphs, and arduous research, C-Milk. Much better than Box 2.0. Oh, you sure? Thank you very much. See, we got some fans here. And Box. Uh, Madrox303. My son got mycoplasma pneumonia at 10 years old in 2018. Thankfully, Denver has a great children's hospital, but he was in the ICU for Mm. a week, not to be messed with. I'm Touch and go. Touch and go. And the fact that it's a big outbreak in China is worrying. Yes. You know? MMM Shwarma Shwarma, thank you very much. Old Matey, thank you very much. He wants a barbecue massage. Oh, we haven't had that forever. <laughs> um, Mr. Smith's government class, great show as always. Thank you. Uh, use uh, a couple of y'all's individual videos alongside H YouTube channel Task and Purpose in my class to explain certain things about Chinese culture or their military. That's cool. amazing. Excellent. Thank you. We uh, appreciate that. Love me at live. Isabel Young. Oh, yeah. Channel 4 reporter. She's she's great. She did that yeah. excellent uh, Uyghur episode for Vice. That was her. Isabel that, Young. Her. Yeah. She is amazing. Mm. Um, highly recommended the people who haven't seen it. She's badass. Yeah, she's very brave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rodzilla. definitely check it out. We've got the links down below. Yes. Mm. Um, Rodzilla5332. Are YouTubers like... I won't read YouTubers' names in case we didn't look them. Are they state? Are they state BS? You'd have to figure that out yourself, but a lot of times, Most. I'll put it to you this way. If it looks too good to be true, and it's being posted by a huge account in China, probably is too, too good Here's to be Here's the true. thing. If, if there's a YouTuber based in China, and they're speaking about anything political, they 100% are, you know, working with, or next to, or parallel <laughs> or at least to, or... They're being allowed, approved allowed, to do yeah. it by the Chinese government. So they're connected to the uh, Chinese but the, government. He's talking about the farm stuff. Um, he wants to know the, the source. The source of me saying they're state-run. My source is that I made it the <laughs> f*** up. No, the, the because, real source. Well, because what I'm trying to tell you is you, you use your own judgment. If, mm. if you think it's probably put on, it's probably put on. You know, if it looks too good to be true. You mean the farm stuff like the, oh, look how glamorous this farming life is. Yeah, that's all bullshit. I've actually done a couple of videos on Leeds of Chi. You can see on my video. I mean, on my channel. It's like... There's definitely creative people out there doing cool stuff. Of course, but they're not allowed to be on YouTube. They are if it's promoting something positive. And that's where it gets dubious. Remember, YouTube is banned Mm. um, and blocked by the state in China. And Mm. you're not allowed to be on YouTube. They've got this workaround where they're like, oh, they have an agent or something. But the agent's based, you know, usually in Hong Kong or something. Mm -hmm. But even that, you're not supposed to be posting content to the outside world. It's dubious at best. It's dubious at best. So the only way that they get away with doing it, especially if they have a lot of followers, because then they are definitely watched, right? The government knows about them, is if they are promoting a uh, government-friendly, you know, thing. Like they're promoting like a lifestyle in China. They're promoting something the government wants them to promote. That's the only way they get left alone. Aaron Angelus, what is your guys' opinion on the new federal state of China? If the CCP gets bad enough, do you think they could ever use this as an off-ramp? I 
think it's completely irrelevant to that. Yeah. And I don't, <clears throat> I don't really have an opinion. Um, don't know much about them other than you don't really hear much about them anymore. Eh? No, Carl G. <clears throat> why do seemingly well-educated people in the West shill for the CCP? If the West became more like the CCP, they would very lose the very freedom of speech that allows them to be shills in the first place. They well, don't, I think people, they don't understand it. There also haven't ever been repercussions. I'll be mm. honest with you. Like mm. I'm pretty disappointed in my own country and the, like the law enforcement in America for not going after people. Me too. Like I and and I know that they do it more than other countries do. So I would be even more disappointed. In those you know, places. you know why? It's because a lot of the guys that end up doing this kind of work, number one, they're very dis- dissatisfied mm. with their life. Okay, so mm. yeah, life didn't work out for them like they wanted it to in their specific country, whichever one it is. Because life's tough. Okay. Yeah. And it's difficult to ever achieve the level of fame we all want. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to achieve the level of success we all want. So we tend to blame specifically our surroundings. Yeah. We're like, well. I can't make it big because, you know, the government's out to yeah. get me or the laws suck yeah. or, you know, look at this place yeah. is falling apart, blah, blah, blah. They see this um, beacon of light, which is China, where they can Easy immediately money. like, boom, hey, look, I'm getting a lot of attention now. I'm getting a good salary. This is the answer. Screw, you know, wherever I came from. It's their fault, not not mine, right? Um, so there's a lot of attraction from that point of view. The other thing is when you grow up in a Western society, you have a Western mindset mm. and people don't understand that. Mm. So when they are looking at things, they have this entire history of their whole life knowing that they've got rights, mm. they've got a government backing them up, yes. they've got certain things. It's in the back of their mind whether they like it or not. Yes. Okay. A stable society. They didn't grow up in a war zone no. or in a developing third world country where people are starving and really struggling to survive, right? So they don't understand that. <clears throat> they don't understand how bad things can mm-hmm, get. Mm-hmm. So when they sit there in China, they're having this entire little happy mm. circle jerk with all their friends, sitting at a bar there getting drunk saying stupid things and thinking that they're okay. Mm. They don't realize that it's not okay and that things can go sideways very quickly and they will have no rights. Sure. You know, it's like you've had that conversation with the guys at the bar where they're like smoking weed or something in China, which is then absolutely the stupidest thing you can do. You can go to jail. You can get the death penalty if you've got enough weed on you in China. Okay, they can test your hair and two weeks later find out that you smoked weed and you will get detained and go to jail for a yeah. number of weeks to yeah. a number of months and then you get deported. Yeah. But they'll be like, oh, yeah, if the cops show up, I just won't give them permission to search me. Yes. A dude told me that once. Yes. I'm like, do you realize where you are? Yes. Do you realize you're not in America, you spoiled little they don't. shit? They don't. Do you realize that if you get into trouble, you can't just call your consulate? They think there's no repercussions. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So this is the, the, the mindset has got mm. a lot to do with why these guys do what they do. Honestly, and, and I don't want to go back to what I said about I'm not When I say mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in my country, I'm saying I'm kind of disappointed that people can do this yeah. and get away with it because it's yeah. and i get that that's the the freedom that is afforded yeah. to people but it's very it's unfair it's unfair because it's the, the that means the rest of the world it means like uh free society the yeah. democratic countries are stacked up against that there's you yeah. can't combat when someone offers you a delicious beautiful you know buffet basically mm-hmm. and you can eat from that buffet and nothing's going to happen to you yeah of course a, a lot like of dealing people, with the devil of, weak people yeah like yeah great reference would be like in um for example in Baldur's gate three <laughs> yeah. right if you, you deal with si- Raphael, you yeah <laughs> deal with Raphael, you can sign your soul yeah. away to the devil and you can get a lot of amazing things mm. right but if you choose not to you have to 
face the most difficult task. Sure. Right? And it's kind of like that. It's exactly it. like that. You know, it's so easy. And the repercussions, like you say, are, are nil. But if a Chinese person were to try to mm. do the same thing, uh, I mean, if, if a foreigner would try to do the same thing uh, while yeah. living in China to try and do propaganda or spying on behalf of America, they'll get freaking, not only will they get arrested, they could get executed. Yes, it's, good point. Anyway. double standards. But yes, that's why. Let's move we on. We get it. Yeah. Koala 12 3 Sorry, says, a bit passionate about this. Hey, Rick, what's mm. your thoughts on the CCP using foreigners to spy on dissidents? Wow, so good. <laughs> no, I don't think Rick would say that. No. But house. He, you know, he said, wow, so good, too, was that government bill, random government bill. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But house says, love the show. Um, Thank you. He he wants to know if he can, where he can find the Sork of Balsack, where? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, where I can find the self imagination. Chinese pride. Why is everyone trying to expose Winston to ourselves? When we want that sexy beast to expose himself to us, lol. <laughs> oh, I love how the definition of uh, being exposed is playing my own videos that I put out in public by myself. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> anyway. Yep. Uh, Dale no Ferrier says, a MP of a friend of mine says, there's a lot of angry people in the ruling party. That we have Lord Dave Golden Age Cameron as the UK Foreign Secretary. I don't know much about UK politics, mm-hmm. but thanks for sharing. Rafa says, guys, I like barbecue sauce from the UK. My mates like tomato sauce from Taiwan. I'm just wondering where your sauce comes from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. My source is that I made it the f*** up. <laughs> we had so made. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, China Lake Hunter, do you agree with Channel Four for not releasing Richard's full name? I do. I I do absolutely agree. If that's yeah. if it's going to become a criminal investigation, that's how it works. I, I'm I will say that I'm disappointed because I'd like to find out more yeah, about but, the guy. But at the same time, I agree that the, I agree that they yeah. shouldn't. Sure. Because, like I said, devil's advocate, the guys made a big mistake. Yeah. yeah. And you he never may have, know. He may have just taken a little side yeah. job because this has happened to a lot of people I know in China. Yeah. They get offered, hey. Uh, go on a free trip to Hainan, you know, all you need to do is, you know, post pictures on your Instagram. Sure, sure. Next minute, they're standing in front of government buildings, endorsing the government. Yeah, it's a what slippery slope. And yeah. it's, there's good people out there that have started, uh, I'm just going to do a, tra- like the tra- promote travel. There's yeah. nothing that's completely innocent. You're like, oh, travel, that's whatever. Fine. Yeah. Right. But next thing you know it. Uyghur genocide. You're denying Denial. genocide, right? Yeah. And you can be the best person in the world. And You're I think a lot dancing of people, with vegetables. I don't think the, some of these people aren't necessarily even bad people. Yeah. Right. But I think that you can get caught up in bad decisions when when things are off, when opportunities are offered yeah. to you. Right? Yeah. And you could be thrust into a situation too without knowing. I it. think Lilla Farley is a great example of that. Mm. He was knee deep in this kind of stuff, not yeah. shill work necessarily, but like knee deep in the in the fame fa- famedom of China. Yes. Right? And yes. then he chose not to do that. Yeah. Right. He chose to to speak what he thought, and it's I think it takes an admirable person. To Absolutely. Do that. That's why he's a friend of the show. Yep. Of our show. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. And you should check out his video, which is linked below. Joshua King mm. says another donation to Winston's post coup beer fund. Thank you. More for me. Mr. Weezy <laughs> says, don't let Winston replace you with 5G AI copy, Matt. Yeah. Uh, local 433 Gumby says, Seamilk Defense Fund. Thank you very much. And this coup is not going to go forward. You know what's really funny is that I'd hear about coups a lot when I was younger because sure. there's a lot of coups in Africa, right? Yes. I think coups happen in Africa more than anywhere else in the world. Probably, yeah. You know, maybe you go throughout history, there was a lot in Europe or something back in the day, but like in modern history, mm-hmm. there's like coups all over the place. And there's a brand of like tinned sweet corn 
And it's also called Koo, but it's not C O U P. Pigeons? No, it's called K O O. Koo. Koo branded tin stuff. <laughs> so I always thought they were talking about that brand. Yes. You know? You did. I can see that. There's a lot of things when I was a kid that I thought were completely different <laughs> yeah. than what they really were. I used to yeah. think for all intents and purposes was like it's like so intense. Oh, intensive yeah. instead of intense. Intensive and? purposes. Yeah. Like this purpose has got to be really intensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, I used to think the same well, thing. And I like to think. Mm-hmm. I like to think that somebody in the chat right now just had their mind changed, and you don't have to admit <laughs> yeah. it. No, we all have to go it's through all that. intents and purposes. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where are we here? Doc Slothington says last week's troll foretold your breakup during Valentine's Day, what? and the show plotline is moved for- moved forward with a coup attempt. What will the show be called? The China and Show Deeply Troubling. Yeah, who knows? The China and Show, yeah. That is pretty, pretty funny. Mm -hmm. G. Vinitsim says, The Serpents at A Show featuring sea milk. Mm. You're laughing a little too much at that. Yeah, it's funny, though. You're laughing a little too much for my Mm -hmm. comfort. Yep. Pleb, I am... In I am for one in favor of Winnie the Coup. <laughs> Winnie the Coup. That's what nice. Seamilk gets for his upcoming change to the intro song. <laughs> Remember when everyone sigh off to me into changing the intro song? Yeah, and you song? actually did change it. You really should withdraw that, Seamilk. I do withdraw that. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay, let's see. I withdraw. Seamilk may go, Wagner. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. I withdraw. I Winston the China show like he's Napoleon. Dragonella for Winston. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. You guys You're always are welcome feeding here. into this dangerous beast. <laughs> How dare you? Mm. Um, here we go with the next one. I won't be satisfied until this coup is settled, and that is from Satisfied Popeye. Oh, cool. Winston starts the next show singing. This is from Snappy. Winston's going to start the next show singing, I remember me. <laughs> Ooh, well, I boy. remember Sea Milk. You know, he used to be on the show. <laughs> I remember Sea Milk. Yeah. After I took it over. Yeah. Uh, another Canadian says, Serpents of Day and Loudy 6 equals Canada's Statler and Waldorf. I'll tell you what, I am oh, so out of no touch idea with what Canadian that stuff. Is, yeah. I have no clue what that means. Hopefully it's a good thing. It prop knowing knowing most of the commenters right now and them supporting your coup your coup it's probably me being something real dumb and real bad <laughs> yeah. um rckmps you know what he said what winston you seem to have a real connection with your new guest star too bad he's not a regular <laughs> yeah maybe i'll bring him on more often okay starting well, next week he hurt you make my stomach hurt <laughs> only kidding matt love you both yeah thank you very much that's a good that was a good one mm. um uh, Chinese Pride says, from my experience, the we- the best Uyghur victim database is S-H-A-H-I-T. Features data and tools to track down the case known case studies of repressed peoples in PRC. Okay. Good. Uh, hmm. Pleb, twas the Montreal Protocol. Montreal, yes. <clears throat> um, <laughs> oh, uh, Statler and Waldorf were famous hoteliers and grouchy old men who would argue uh, on the muppet show oh, oh it's those two sense. up in the corner that makes way more yeah you sense. know those old guys yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes way more sense mm-hmm. a possible person says i hope you two understand that a valentine's day breakup will be breaking our hearts as much as yours make it work for us for the family what, valentine's day is like february what are they talking about right because they predicted later on. Remember? Oh, okay. Was it two to three months, right? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. And then, well, no, I think it was two to three weeks. But then somebody was like, "It's <laughs> going to happen on Valentine's." There was lore in the chat last time. Was, okay, bunch of wait, nonsense. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> um, 
Oh my gosh. All right, here we go. <laughs> Shut up. What? He said, I didn't know sermons that I did live streams. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Weezy says, Winston, this new 5GA C-Milk isn't, convin- isn't as convincing. Yeah, I left F- it time to footsick. Clive says, did you see the Elon Eon Musk interview? I guess Elon Musk by Andrew Ross Sorkin on the CNCBC YouTube channel extolling the merits of China's EV car industry. He's a major fanboy. Yeah, he is. It's unfortunate. I did not see that. Call twelve three. Even with the Aurora days being numbered, at least we still have the pride of Australia, the HMAS Toowoomba. Yes, the Toowoomba. Somebody was from Toowoomba that commented last time, remember? Yep. Uh, Paul Sinkin. So it's from the swamp. Well, I mean, no, the town is called. Oh, Zumba. okay. Yeah, all right. But because swamp, remember, they were, they were very impressed that they would ever, they're like on the China show and they're like, How, I heard my town. That's name. right. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. The HMS. No, that's uh, Hamas. Yes. Hamas. Um, Not to be confused with Hamas. RCMKPS. <laughs> I very apologize. I called you a he, you are she. Mm. I know that. And I'm sorry. I think, I think I. I knew that from before. Maybe I maybe I didn't. I apologize. Maybe you'll just can't get yourself cancelled <laughs> off the show. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe. getting pronouns wrong here now. Uh the coup is unfolding. Yes, yes, slowly. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh, Paul Sankins, could please could I have the box saying that nothing's gonna bother me anymore? Oh yeah, of course you can. Nothing would bother me anymore. Uh, make a t-shirt, my sources I made it the F up. Oh, I mean that'd be fun. Valet Patel, love you guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Valet. Always nice to hear from you. Mr. Wheezy E, have you noticed that Made in China is being made with PRC? Because people don't instantly relate PRC to China, and I have seen that. It's interesting, It's interesting, because yeah. the average Joe's probably not going to know what PRC means. They're like, yeah. okay, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the something. I can't even come up with a fake acronym. You know, when I was young, a lot of stuff was made in Taiwan. Yeah, me too. It would be like, Made in Taiwan, rock. Rock. And I'm like, what is this we rock? rock. <laughs> yeah. Rock. But it's like, you know, Republic of China. It's the ROC. Rock. Yeah. It was like rock. I was like, Taiwan's cool, yeah. man. Made in they Taiwan, rock. rock. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, Jackal N. Says, Better than perk. Hey give, the, <laughs> hey, give the Aussie government some slack. I've learned that they do more stuff covertly against China when they shout like their big brother. Then they shout like their big brother USA. All right. Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I, and again... People are doing stuff. Countries are doing stuff. But I think that in this particular situation, I think the U.S. has taken the lead and continued the lead. Yeah. And that's great. I think the biggest problem is that uh, Australia and Canada specifically, and you can't even think about New Zealand. That's lost a long time ago. But, you know, those two countries. Not quite. Mostly, though. Those two countries were so badly infiltrated just because of the nature of the way those countries operate, Mm. you know, being immigrant countries and so on, that they... They didn't realize what was happening, and by the time they realized, it was too late. Nice. You know? I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it's not irreparable. No. I don't think there the, should ever be a hopeless situation. Yeah. It's just that it's it's gone so far that now it's got to swing back. It's going to be very difficult, yeah. Yeah, so but, it, but it can happen. Now, yeah. It can happen. <laughs> stop, wishing, stop saying I'm going to be in the audience next Friday. <laughs> uh, Charles, thank you. Charles Womack, thank you very much. Morgan, it sounds like the CCP... Uh, I don't know how to even read that. Mm-hmm. Foreigners into their cult. Okay. Um, drop into Mike. Thank you for opening pe- people's eyes. You're welcome. Charles, thank you very much again. Martin Van Oeen, uh, thank you from Gri- Grimsby, Ontario, Canada. Shout out to Canada. Big mm-hmm. star of the show today, I'd say. Yeah. After we talked about the cease and desist. Yeah, ceases. Uh, Canada Chippy- ceases to exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the chat. Chippy Weesk <laughs> says, hopefully... Pierre Poilivere wins the next election in Canada. That's from him, not me. Yeah, I don't know who. No, Pierre is. no idea who anyone is in Canada. Um, 
Aurora's for Except all. Except for Trudeau. Aurora's for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, sea milk team, long pig payback. Why am oh, I? Yes. I'm the one, the victim. Yeah, yeah, long pig. There we go. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? You know, oh, somebody should give Sea milk a membership for the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know what? We're gonna get one more, Ooh. one more long pig. You gotta understand. Oh, oh no! Yes, yes. Wait, wait no, I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks guys we'll see you next time well that's fantastic thank you very much everybody for uh once again joining us for this very important conversation yeah hope you learned something yeah. uh don't take odd jobs for chinese affiliated consulting I companies lo- i just lost my job apparently <laughs> no i'll get you back to next thanks. week you have me on as yeah a guest. yeah exactly yeah thanks. you can be on as a kind of a semi-permanent guest okay anyway thank you so much guys we had a lot of fun today uh have a fantastic weekend we'll see you next week and until then stay awesome and i'm not going to cut myself off okay five four three two one